Hey everybody, it's me, Billy. And this is Felicia. Welcome to our Odd, Odd Pod, Pod Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between. What's up? We just spent an hour troubleshooting our audio. <laughs> oh my god, I was so fucking frustrated. I, uh, and it was the simplest Thing. I don't know if you've like if you've listened to our previous episodes every now and then you'll kind of hear like a sound. Yeah, usually we're able to edit it out because it was like not super vital stuff. Well, it happened a lot during the Elena episode. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that right episode. When we got our new equipment because somebody was moving the mouse to try to keep the screen from going to sleep. Not naming any names. Billy. <laughs> um, but yeah, with our old setup, it didn't happen, but with the new, more sophisticated, I guess, because it has like a Bluetooth capabilities, maybe the wireless microphone was causing uh, the wireless like a mouse audio drop. Yeah. I keep saying microphone. Well, that's all we've been focusing on for the last two hours. The audio mouse, the audio mouse, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to keep it. We're, he's losing it at this point? The wireless mouse was causing audio issues with our new equipment. But it only took us three, <laughs> seven episodes Yeah. to figure it out. And it's so It was so frustrating. I, you know what? I should have saved all of the troubleshooting and we could have just uploaded it as like bonus content. Just... But I didn't, so anyway. don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I do have an example of it, though. Maybe I'll upload it somewhere. Yeah, well, uh, it shouldn't happen anymore. I, th I think we figured it out. So hopefully from here on out, we'll have, like, clean, crisp audio. Hopefully. If it happens now that the mouse is off and we figured it out, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. You're going <laughs> to have to commit me. I'm just going to burn this fucking place to the ground no, we'll get a solo episode from felicia about the rise and the fall of billy bones yes the specifically the fall of billy bones <laughs> um you might hear billy sipping some coffee because we needed it i burned myself <laughs> so hot um i'm still riding the high from last episode it was a good episode i don't know if it's like a good episode just kind of like the feeling in the world yeah, we had fun that episode. Like, the episode before, we were exhausted and tired and waiting for, like, results. The next episode, we were... High from those results? We were riding the high from those results. And you know what? It's still looking pretty good. And I'm riding the wave of, like, just watching the far-right extremists just lose their goddamn minds. Oh, man, it's a meltdown. Like, you know what? We've got, like, our right-leaning people that we love and, like, appreciate, right? But there is a line, bro. And I feel like on the other side of that line, there are some fucking meltdowns going on. Oh, the pictures of uh, people crying on the internet oh, man. from those specific people are fueling me right now. Yeah, not we're not going to go into specifics. You can probably figure it out. We're not a political podcast, so we're not going to go into specifics, but... Just, you know, have fun on Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. 
the last episode I did was on the psychology of serial killers. And this week I wanted to do a serial killer. When I picked out my serial killer that I was going to do my said podcast on, uh-huh. um, I chose it based on the name alone. And for that, I apologize. Because okay. the name does not match how fun his criminal career is. How fun it is? Well, okay. I want to talk about today uh, Pee Wee Gaskin. Pee Wee Gaskin. Is now, is Pee Wee his real name? No. Okay. It is not his real name. Um, but I saw Pee Wee Gaskin, serial killer. And I was like, that one, that's going to be a good one. Can't be that bad. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's very, it's. It's like, hey, everybody, it's me, Pee Wee. Uh, uh, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> that was a bad impression, but you know. <laughs> um, once I started getting into it, I did kind of question on whether or not I wanted to do it. Because it's really just fucking like brutal yeah like oof but i decided to go along with it anyway um i'm gonna go ahead and give this episode a trigger warning just because it is that kind of bad and it does do with serial killers which does not bother me at all but it might trigger somebody else and i don't want that to like cause anybody harm it's like some fucked up shit he did right yeah so trigger warning for like rape child abuse um Sodomy and Gomorrah murder. I guess I don't know. Just like a oh, like a blanket trigger warning. Blanket trigger warning. Shit's about to get fucked up. It's, it's a lot. Um, just kind of hang in there. Um, his childhood is kind of sad, but we're gonna remember he's an asshole, um, and he did a lot of like fucked up things. So we're not yeah. gonna feel too sorry for him. I mean, we can feel sorry for the child that he was. Yes. Maybe. But innocence lost. But he's not a... He's a fucking monster. He, he turned into a monster. Okay. You're a monster. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to begin, the local newspapers called him the meanest man in South Carolina. I think actually what they called him was the meanest man in South Carolina. <laughs> Woo! Other names that really he is... Loud. That Sorry. was really loud. Other names he is known by was the redneck Charles Manson. Uh, I love that. The Hitchhiker's Killer. Mm-hmm. Junior Parrot. Junior um, Parrot? Yes. Okay. Um, and Pee Wee. Did we find out why they call him Junior Parrot? Well, that comes from his mom. Oh, okay. He is our first serial killer. And Donald Gaskin's early life is kind of sad. What do you like, mean he's our first serial killer? The first talk- one we've talked about. Really? Yeah. We talked about murderers, but they were, I guess they weren't serial killers. No, Armin Mivas was not a serial killer. Is that the last? He's the only murderer we've done. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. And we were more focused on the cannibal part. Well, I mean. Which comes into play. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, crazy. This is our first serial killer. Wow. Yeah. And I think you picked a doozy. I did pick a doozy. And you know what? For episode 10, let's do it. Episode 10. You heard it. Double digits. (laughs) So, Donald Gaskin was born either March 9th or March 13th in 1933. I've seen both. I couldn't find, like, an actual source on that, so... Anyway, he's a Pisces for those who keep track of that kind of thing. Donald was born to a Eulia Parrot, which is where, like, Junior Parrot comes in. Oh, his last name is... His mom's last name is Parrot. Yes. Um, he was born in Florence County in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Gaskin was his last in a string of illegitimate children, meaning, like, obviously his mom wasn't married. 
Um, not that I think that's an issue, but it's also like 1933, so probably not um, not as celebrated, or it's probably more frowned upon. So what you're saying is his mom was a hoe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I would, I'm not one. I'm not going to shame promiscuous people because you know what? We don't yuck yums. But not yucking yums, but um, I just mean like in the 1930s. In the 1930s, like, I feel like she was probably more like a woman of loose moral character. I'm just going to go more like down on her look. Okay. Anyway, so his early life was characterized by a great deal of neglect. Um, when he was one, he was either given or gotten a hold of um, a bottle of kerosene. Oh. This caused him to have convulsions until he was, like, around three. Oh, wait, he drank it? He drank a bottle of kerosene. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Um, he would know. So, we're starting off not great. Yeah. His mom would bring home boyfriends, which would turn into stepfathers that would neglect and abuse him. Ooh, I um, take back my laugh. <laughs> so, Donald was small for his age. Don't know if that was from the kerosene um, or what. Probably didn't help. Did not help. Um, so Donald was small for his age, and that's where he gained the name Pee-wee. And that nickname followed him well into adulthood because uh, when he was fully grown, like, to his adult age. <laughs> yeah, I saw the picture. He um, like he was, like, 5'4". He was 5'4 to 5'5". Five five. Really? Yeah, and he only weighed 130 pounds. I need to work for the carnival. <laughs> he worked for the carnival. Did he? We're going to get to it. Damn, son. Okay. <laughs> In school, he would get into fights daily with other kids um and he didn't go for school for very long well probably i guess not because he couldn't fucking stop fighting people so at the age of 11 gaskin quit school and began working on cars at a local garage while working there he met two boys one was named danny the other one was named marsh sound like troublemakers oh they were trouble Dan oh here come danny and marsh so they were all around the same age and they were all out of school mm -hmm. at the ripe old age of 11 you know um, they teamed up and called themselves the Troubled Trio. The Troubled Trio. <laughs> they came up with that name themselves? I'm sure. And what year was this? Um, so he is 11, probably like 1944 now. Okay. 1945. All right. So they're like, little, they're like a little gang and they gave themselves a name. The Troubled Trio. The Troubled Trio. So this small gang of tiny children um, burglarized homes, picked up prostitutes, and threatened to beat up smaller children after assaulting them sexually so they wouldn't go to the police. Okay, and they're 11. Yeah, they're 11. They're all three 11. They're all 11. And they're picking up prostitutes mm -hmm. and molesting people. Yes. Jesus, goodness gracious. Um, and I worded that nicely, not to tell you what they were actually doing. Well. If you just want to put one and one together and equal two, you can just figure that one out. I feel like I'm going to do that quite a bit, just in the interest of not, you know. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, put in too much graphic detail, mm -hmm. just because, like, it doesn't bother me, but I really don't want to bother somebody else accidentally. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of, like, you kind of know what you're getting into, but I, I see what you're saying. I don't like, want to, like, cross that line. And, you know, sometimes people don't realize they have a line... Until they get there. Until they get there. And I don't want to do that for some people. Right. So, should you want to learn more, I'm going to let you do it on your own. His name's Pee Wee Gaskin. How, it, just look him up. The tiny group of heathens eventually broke up after they were caught for gang raping Marsh's little sister. Okay. They are 11. So, this all this shit happened in a year? I mean, like, not necessarily, but okay. the tiny trio, <laughs> the trouble trio, 
Um, the just tiny a, troubled trio. The tiny troubled trio of tiny children. They were small. They were small. <laughs> They're eleven. Um, so um, once Marcia's parents found out about the the rape, um, the parents rightfully beat the boys until they were a bloody pulp. Yeah, I can't imagine they were super uh, stoked on Probably that. Probably not super yeah. stoked. And normally I wouldn't approve of violence against children, but for this one very specific instance, I'm going to allow it. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, like, there was definitely some shit going on behind the scenes for a bunch of 11-year-olds to act like this. But probably... I'm just going to go they, with the, the, the little sister who was younger than 11. I think the ass-kicking was merited. Probably did not deserve that. So. No, I don't think so. We're going to... um. I'll let that one slide. Yeah. So, without his besties, uh, Gaskin continued to burglarize homes alone. I don't know if I mentioned his, like, real name. His real name's Donald. And he spent much of his childhood and teenage years in court for a host of crimes that he committed, as well as sexual assaults and burglaries. Um, This part is so, so sad. He didn't know what his name was until it was being read to him in court. He didn't know his name was Donald? Yeah. Wow. Can I just say Donald Gaskin is like the name of a fucking creep. Not not a great name. I just like, I'm, I don't, if anyone is specifically named that that's listening, I don't think they will be. I'm sorry, but like that name just kind of, it just sort of oozes, right? Yeah, Donald Gaskin. Donald Gaskin. Carol Baskin. No relation. It's that fucking Donald Gaskin. It's that fucking donald gaskin anyway anyway so so he didn't learn what his his, like named was until his first court appearance that was for a crime spree gaskin had committed along with a group of other fellow delinquents which included more robberies more assaults more gang rape peewee was 13 jesus peewee was caught when good old peewee was loading up items during a break-in in a nearby town of florence when a girl from his school came home and caught him oh um, she picked up a random axe and attempted to chase him off. Um, Pee-wee was able to take the axe from her, and he ended up attacking her. He nearly killed her. Um, she was lucky to have survived. So for that, Pee-wee was sentenced to a South Carolina industrial school for boys in Florence until he was 18, which was the maximum sentence for a juvenile could get at the time. And I can't imagine that was a great place. Not a great place. Probably not no. a good place We're to We're about up. to get into it. Okay. Not awesome. Unfortunately for Peely, while in reform school, obviously, things did not go well. Because of his small stature, he was regularly abused by his fellow inmates in ways that I will not get into because it made me sad. So Peely, not wanting to just take it, he decided to establish himself. Okay. Peely attacked a larger boy at the school with a hammer. He took the hammer and beat this boy's knee and then bit off a piece of his ear. Well, I mean, like, if you're going to go, you might as well go ham. (laughs) I feel like ear would be closer to, like, bacon. Yeah, but, you know, go ham. Hard as a motherfucker. You never heard that? Mm Mm-mm. You heard me say go ham before, right? Yeah. You didn't realize that's what it meant? No. You're like, why are you talking about ham a lot? Talks about ham for a lot for somebody who don't eat ham. (laughs) For somebody that don't eat ham, he sure do talk about ham a lot. <laughs> ham a lot. Title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ham a lot. Um, anyway, so Pee-wee was able to escape the school four times. Once at the age of 15, where he joined a traveling circus, and at, he joined it as, like, a mechanic, 
He then married the 13-year-old teenage daughter of a carnival worker. When Pee-wee told his new family that he had escaped from the reform school, they all agreed that, like, once they returned to South Carolina, Pee-wee would go finish out his sentence, and then they were he was supposed to, like, meet up with them later. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. This seems weird from, like, from what I thought I knew about, like, you know... Carnies? Carnies. Well... Not in, like, a negative way, but, like, traveling, like circus people sticking together right yeah but he kind of like joined in and they're like you know you're technically a convict right now so it's, maybe it's bad for all of us yeah. yeah maybe you should like go finish it and then we'll meet up later because like he had married this carnival's daughter yeah anyway he turned himself in Wee got out on his 18th birthday in 1951 but the girl that he had married when he was 15 had moved on, like, divorced him without telling him, and she had moved on to a new man. Ooh. So, he's a little upset. Yeah. Pee-wee wasn't able to remain out of trouble for a few years. He briefly worked on a tobacco plantation where he got involved in insurance fraud. As you do. As one does. Yeah. Um, he would partner with um, lo- other local tobacco farmers and burn down their fields for a fee. Okay. It's like insurance fraud. Yeah. I get it. Um, they were burning down their own fields and collecting the insurance yeah. money. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then they would get the insurance money. He did this until 1953, um, until like, and then he he got arrested for attacking a teenage girl with a hammer after she fractured his fragile ego by allegedly insulting him. He um, he split her head open, and she. I'm pretty sure she lived because he only got um, six years imprisonment at the South Carolina Penitentiary. Um, she but, called him a... a it was also burner? 1951, and it was a crime against a lady, so... I mean, true. But um, the name that she called him was a barn burner. Okay. And I tried to look up what that meant, but the only thing I could find was that it was people who would burn down their farms because they had a rat infestation. I, see, I think of a barn burner as like a party. That's what also came up. Yeah. Um, so, that's or the... like a, a really intense wrestling match because good old jr you know i don't know i i tried to figure out what it meant in like the 1950s but i, I couldn't find anything well if there uh, we'll have to ask some so of if our, anybody um, from 1953 is listening um if you could just send me an email um ask somebody around you to help yeah or um if you have a like a direct line to any centenarians isn't that what they're called yeah yeah, just ask them. Or if you're dead, you can just write it on the bathroom mirror. That's okay. Yeah, Grammy and Pop Pop. Fuck the barn burner. Why is that an insult? <laughs> anyway, he, while he was in prison, he faced the same issue that he had at reform school. His small size prevented him from being intimidating, so people didn't respect him. So he sought to earn his fellow prisoners respect by killing the most feared man in the prison. His name was Hazel Brazil. Hazel Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. Brazil. Probably Brazil. It doesn't matter. Good old Hazel. <laughs> Sounds intimidating. I looked up what he did, and I don't remember at all. So did he kill Hazel? He did kill Hazel. How? <laughs> he slit his throat. While he was sleeping? No, Gaskin actually manipulated himself into a relationship. Um, not like a sexual relationship, but just like a relationship of trust, like friendship. Um, and then cut his throat. He was found guilty of manslaughter and then spent six months in solitary confinement and he also earned an extra three years in prison but that and i was listening to lincoln park when i wrote this 
But in the end, it didn't even matter. <laughs> Were you actually listening to I like was. <laughs> That's funny. But in the end, it didn't even matter because he had an easier time in prison because of it. I think also there was a time before where, like now, if you're in prison and you murder someone, you can get charged with murder, right? Yeah, that happens later. But before, the sentence was extended a little bit, but I don't think they would add charges. Yeah, he only got three extra years because of it. See, that's weird, right? doesn't seem like that serious, does it? And it was only manslaughter? Mm Mm-hmm. He probably, like, manipulated out, like, a self-defense kind of thing or something. Maybe. I don't know. It didn't quite go into, like, details on, like, the charges, whatever. I could be wrong about the sentencing thing, but anyway. But sounds right, though. I just just hear my chair creaking. I'm sorry. (laughs) We fixed the... Can't fix the chair. That comes next. I mean, like... We have our volume now pretty, I think it's figured out. We'll see what it sounds like when I listen back. You but. may or may not be hearing this. Anyway, he escaped prison in 1955 by hiding in the back of a garbage truck and fled to Florida. Hey, man. Get to Florida. That's a good place to go. I'm just saying, you can get away with a lot of stuff just by saying you're from Florida. Just going to Florida. It's like, oh, yeah, we get it. Sorry, I'm from Florida. I'm like, oh, well. We understand. Do you need help? This is a safe place. Right. Um... So he joined a, another carnival as a mechanic, and while he was on the run, he got involved with a woman named Betty Gates. The two went up to Tennessee to bail out her brother, but when they got back to the hotel they were staying at, the man that they had bailed out of jail was actually Betty's husband and had also recently escaped from prison. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, plot um, twist. Betty sure knows how to pick them. Yeah. So how did Huey react to this news? Um, apparently there was some kind of scuffle that had occurred and the police eventually arrived at the hotel. Um, it did not take them long to realize that he was an escaped convict and then he was sent back to prison with an extra nine months for aiding in the escape of the other prisoner, Betty's husband, where he was eventually paroled in 1961. Oh, so wait, Huey had escaped from prison at this point? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm Huey had escaped from right prison in 1955. Uh-huh. He met up with Betty. Betty went to go bail out her brother. Got it. And was actually... Really just picking him up and he had escaped from jail. Right. And then there was a kerfuffle. And then they both got sent back to prison. Okay. Well, good job, Betty. <laughs> he went from one to two to none. So, well done. And then um, Pee Wee ended up with like nine extra months for escaping and aiding. Right. That's nothing, <laughs> just nine right? extra months. Yeah. <laughs> he was paroled in 1961. So... In August of 1961 of the same year, he returned to South Carolina. Um, and he raised up. And he, he turned into a God-fearing Christian, and that's the end of my story. Full of shit. <laughs> he was actually unable to stay out of trouble and began to burglarize homes again. He would avoid arrest by working with a traveling minister. Okay. Um, he worked as the driver and, like, his general assistant. This was an easy way for Gaskin to, like be hard as to trace because he would just go from town to town burglarizing homes so it made it more difficult to like realize that there was like a pattern going on yeah wow okay and he's traveling with a minister yeah like that's crazy to me it's a good way to get by you know get away with it (laughs) um in 1962 gaskin is currently at the ripe old age of 29 um, he is arrested for the statutory rape of a 12-year-old girl. Jesus. But he did escape to North Carolina in a stolen car, 
Once in North Carolina, he met a 17-year-old girl, got married, and then... Like some young, huh? Half his age. Um, and then where she turned him in to the police for another case of statutory rape and received another six years in the Columbia Penitentiary. I would like to point out, he got more time for statutory rape than he got for hit, like almost killing someone with an axe. He got the same time. And slitting someone's throat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was paroled in November of 1968 and vowed to never return again. We'll see. He keeps getting jobs as a mechanic. It's not even bad yet. At what point did he become a mechanic? Is it where he worked when he was 11, where mm-hmm. he met the two other boys? Yeah. Okay, so they were like mechanic apprentice. Right, so like he learned how to like work on things as a young child. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm sure you just pick it up along the way. Okay. It was probably easier, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cars weren't that fancy back then. Yeah. Like, more open. Mm-hmm. Probably taught him the gist of it, and he kind of built on it from there, right? Just tinkering around. Like OJT. <laughs> um, as if Gaskin's life wasn't already played with violence and destruction, it was about to get a whole lot worse. Oh, boy. So, throughout his whole life, Gaskin described feelings that forced him into criminal activity. Activity. Gaskin's... Activity. Words are hard for me. You guys know this. Gaskin's referred to them as aggravated and bothersome feelings. These are his violent tendencies? Yes. Okay. Um, in September of 1969, he finally found some relief from these feelings when Gaskin picked up a female hitchhiker in North Carolina. And once again, his fragile ego was bruised when she laughed at his sexual proposition. Okay. Um, so he was, like, angry. Like, hella angry. You must see. I bet he has a micro penis. No shame. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> You can't help it, but you know what? I mean, same. I'm just saying. He's compensating for something, right? Maybe it's just like a lifetime of being like a little wormy fuck. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Um, so Gaskin decided to beat her until she was unconscious. He did things to her body that I'm also not going to repeat here. Okay. Raped and tortured her and drove her to a swamp, tied weights on her body, and then threw her in the water so she would drown. Oh, so she was alive when he threw her in? Yeah. Damn, son. And at the end of that sentence, I said, fuck this guy. Yeah. I'm pretty... This is like an Eminem song. <laughs> More like an ICP song. Well, you know what? In the early days, there was... A little crossover a little action. Bit of similarities, you know. So. We're not going to get into the evolution of Detroit-based rappers in this <laughs> podcast. But, you know, continue. His process, or read M.O. from my last episode, rape, torture, murder, was like his vision into like the bothersome feelings that he experienced throughout his life okay Um, so soon these feelings they would become very satisfying for mr peewee gaskin and he described it as like his driving force in life Uh uh-huh he mastered the skill of torture yay yay wait but like who rewards you the master of torture like who decides how do you know did he just decide he mastered the he got a he got a certificate in the mail in the mail the Universal Life Church. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so he mastered the skill of torture. He would um, keep his injured victims alive for days, and eventually he would cannibalize their sev- like severed body parts and either make them watch him eat it, or he would make them join in eating it. Oh, dude, that's hardcore. It's fucked up. Yeah, my now I'm inter- like even more interested in what's going on. <laughs> and again, he I've... made people eat themselves. Yeah. Jesus. And then that sentence I put, again, fuck this guy. Dude, that's, like, it's already been really fucked up, right? Okay, 
rape, torture, murder are all really fucked up things. Yeah. But forcing someone to auto-cannibalize is really fucked That's up. That's just, like, fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. So, in 1973, Gaskins purchased an old hearse, telling people at his favorite bar that he needed the vehicle to haul all the people he killed to his private cemetery. So he's just telling people. And they thought it was funny. All right. They thought he was joking. Oh, peewee. At the time, he was living in Prospect, um, South Carolina. He had a wife and child. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. They didn't say exactly who he married. The names have been withheld to protect the innocent. Pro- there is a documentary on YouTube that I started watching, but it was very, very boring. Then I didn't finish it with, like, his daughter on it. But it's kind of like a sad story, though. It's kind of fucked up. It, it's fucked Just up. It's, like, all over the place fucked up. Yeah, like, it, it never gets better. Yeah. Anyway... So, Gaskin preferred female victims, probably because they were easier to control, but that didn't stop good old Pee-wee from doing the same thing to males that he would come by. Okay. Um, by 1975, at the ripe old age of 42, he was now a grandfather. Grandfather. He had found 80 boys and girls along the highways of North Carolina and killed them. So, he was just picking up hitchhikers and killing them. Yeah. That's where he gets, like, the hitchhiker killer. Okay, so is... This the guy that, like, the hitchhiker, the idea of, like, picking up hitchhikers and murdering them came from? No idea. I'm just curious, because there's... Hitchhiking used to be, like, a big thing back then. Yeah. And it was considered, like, relatively safe. There's also the other side where someone would hitchhike and murder people. I feel like, for some reason, people are more concerned with that, being killed by a hitchhiker. Yeah, people are more concerned about being, like, picking up a hitchhiker and being killed rather than being killed by someone who picks up hitchhikers. Right. He considered these highway murders as, like, weekend recreations, and he did not find them to be very serious. So he considered picking up somebody on the side of the road on the weekend, like a hitchhiker, the same way as, like, most people think about football. Or, like, go and play, like, ski ball at the Going golfing on the weekend. Yeah. Playing your fantasy football league on the weekend. On Sundays, I like to go to the grocery store and pick up fancy cheese. Donald Gaskins liked to pick up hitchhikers and kill them. Oh, yeah, today was Sunday, and we picked up fancy cheese. Delicious cheese. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, um... What did you do this weekend? I went to the grocery store, and I picked up fancy cheese. What did you do, Donald? I picked up a hitchhiker and killed him. And ate their flesh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, however... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. Spur of the moment there. <laughs> Anyway, back to the sad part. <laughs> However, when he would kill somebody personal, like a personal acquaintance, he did consider them to be serious murders. Um, and some of the serious murders included his 15-year-old niece, Janice Kirby, and her friend, Patricia Alsabrook. Gaskin lured the two girls in by offering them a ride home from a bar. Why were the 15-year-olds at a bar? And instead drove them to an abandoned house where he also raped, beat, and drowned them. It's fucked up. <laughs> what? I, I laugh, so I don't cry. The next serious murder was um, of Martha Dix, who was age 20. Um, people said that she was, like, kind of into Gaskins. Diggs or Dix? Dix. Okay. She would hang around his part-time job at the car repair shop. She was also his first African-American victim. Uh-oh. Okay. He killed her with acid. That he had stolen from a photographer after hearing him warn people, don't ever handle this stuff up here. It'll kill you if he did. 
um, he poured a strong dose of the acid into a Coca-Cola, gave it to her, and when she tried to scream, she had, like, just fallen on the floor by the end of that. Okay, so he poured the acid into a Coke? Gave it to her to drink. And it didn't, like, eat through the container? Well, or it was a, probably a glass bottle. It didn't, like, bubble up or anything? It was a glass Coca-Cola bottle, probably. She drank it. What the fuck kind of She acid tried to screen. Well, like, it said photographer acid, probably something he used to, like, to develop film. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, like, professionally developed film, but... I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. And I mean, not to, that's... obviously not to murder people, but oh, I'm man. very curious. Yeah, so he said the next thing that he knew, like, she was on the floor. Dead. Yeah, because you gave her fucking acid, Donald. Jesus. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Next thing I know, she was just on the floor dead. I like, gave her acid. I don't know what happened. It's like she drank some kind of acid or something. It's just, I tasted it the other day. It was fine. Yeah. Although Gaskin had a reputation for being explosive, some people in town just thought he was, like, mentally disturbed. I mean, duh. Yeah, I mean, like, just a little just bit. Just a little disturbed. Yeah, a little disturbed. <laughs> um, most people tried to avoid him, although a few people who actually did like him and considered him as their friend. Um, but they were not spared of his favorite pastime. No. Clearly not. Nobody is safe. one of them Coke acid. Coke acid. Coke acid. Coke acid. Yeah. The old recipe for Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of these people that considered Gaskin to be their friend was um, Doran Dempsey. She was the mother of a two-year-old baby girl and was pregnant with her second child at the time of her death. She was trying to leave town and decided to catch a ride to the bus station from Gerald Gaskin. Someone Donald Gaskin. What did I say? Daryl. Daryl. Daryl, you said. Daryl. She considered him to be like an old friend, and she was like picking up a ride from him, and he ended up taking her to the wooded area where he raped and killed her, and then did the same thing to her baby. Oh, man. Like the one that was born already, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucked up. And then buried the two together. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fucking hell. Jesus. There's some heavy shit going on in this episode. <laughs> Fuck. I feel so bad. I shouldn't have picked this one. Woo. I mean, like, you thought that consensual cannibal was bad. I did not hats. think. Yeah, you know what? Like, this is this is like the opposite of that episode because <laughs> Armin was like very concerned about consent. Armin guy, was not super so into consent. This guy is just a fucking monster. Well, it does have a happy a happy ending, so. It has a happy ending? Yeah. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. So Gaskin has been killing on the regular for about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, this, on the reg. On the reg. This whole time he had worked alone, which definitely helped. Um, I do help. Being avoided and being caught. However, Donald starts to get sloppy. Thankfully. Ooh, we talked about this in your last episode. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like they get worse. Some of them get worse because they get cocky. Yeah, so... He starts to get sloppy, thankfully. So they, they stopped calling him Pee Wee and started calling him Sloppy Donnie. <laughs> sloppy Donnie. Pee Wee, um, Pee Wee fucking Gaskin. Pee Wee fucking Gaskin. Murdered three people when their van broke down on the side of the road near where he lived. And now he has a van that he needs to get rid of. Like he didn't pick up a hitchhiker. So he oh. calls up an old acquaintance, an ex con man named Walker Neely to drive the victim's van to his garage so he could repaint it and sell it. And this next part gets a little bit confusing, but hang in there. Okay. 
I've kind of got it figured out, so if you have any questions, stop me and let me know. All right. Okay. Hold on. Wait. Focus, focus, focus. You, right. got, you there? I'm focused. All right, everybody listen. All right, everybody. All right. In, that same, <laughs> in that same year, Gaskin was hired as a hitman to a woman named Suzanne Kipper. Um, she paid him $1,500 to kill her ex-boyfriend named Silas Yates. Silas Yates? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two men named John Powell and John Owens handled the communication between Gaskin and Kipper concerning the arrangements of the murder. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's already too many people involved. In yes. Right. One too many Johns. There's like that. Too, too many people. Yeah. Um, so, on February 12th, 1975, Diane Neely, who was the conman's ex-wife from that van earlier, lured Silas Yates out of his house by claiming to have car trouble. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, I do have questions. Okay. Okay. So, he's hired by a person to kill another person. Mm-hmm. But he's hired through a proxy that are these two people named John Powell and John whatever. Owens, yes. Okay, so she got, or they got those two guys to hire him. Mm-hmm. And then the person he's supposed to kill, the guy who helped him get rid of the van's wife, is helping lure him out so he can kill him. So I think what had happened was Gaskin convinced Diane to help by like, Go tell him you're having car trouble and that you need help. Okay. And like he's gonna lure, she's gonna lure, Yates out the door. Right. There's way too many people. Involved. Way too many people. Gaskin then kidnaps and murder Yates while Powell and Owen watched. All right. Way too many people involved. You got three people there. And they watched. And they watched. Okay. And then they all helped bury the man. All right. And because you can't trust a con, trust an ex-con man's wife. Diane and her new boyfriend decided to blackmail Gaskin. I cannot imagine that ended well for them. It did not. Um, they asked for $5,000 in hush money, and Gaskin, doing what Gaskin does, agreed to pay it and then got rid of the two. Because Gaskin going to do what Gaskin do. Yeah, so he killed them and then buried them in his personal cemetery behind his house. So he does actually have a personal cemetery. He does actually have a personal cemetery. Okay. At around the same time... Gaskin had tortured and killed other people that he knew in his life. Um, one girl named Kim Gelkin. She was a 13-year-old who had rejected him, like, sexually. Right. Two other locals attempted to rob Gaskin's repair shop without knowing what Gaskin... Like, they didn't really know what Gaskin was about. Yeah. Um, and Oh, dear. Yeah, that was not good. So Gaskin caught these two men, killed them, and then buried them in the same private cemetery... <laughs> Yeah. In his house, behind his Jeez house. Louise, what a shitty, like, you just picked the wrong yeah, fucking place, you, man. Not the one. It's like the one where they try to rob the blind guy. What's that movie? Oh, 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 Good movie. Now you're going to see what I see. Whatever that movie is. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. It's just like the one line from the, uh. I haven't even seen it. I just, you showed me the trailer. We should trailer. watch it. Yeah. It's just that one line. Now you're going to see what I see. He called Walter Neely to help bury the two bodies because Pee-wee is not the brightest crayon in the tool shed. He showed Walter Neely where he had buried the other locals, which included his ex-wife and her new boyfriend. Wait, why did he show Neely? Neely helped him bury the, um, the two people who attempted to rob him. Oh, because he's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck those guys who tried to rob you. And he's like, oh, look, there's also 60 other people back here. And he's like, oh, God. I also have your ex-wife and, his, and her boyfriend back here. You want to see him? Oh, dear. <laughs> And Neely's like, uh-oh. Neely was like, mm, no, but okay. 
So after the disappearance of Cam, authorities began to be suspicious of Gasp. Yeah. Um, they eventually searched his apartment and found clothing that had been worn by Cam. Cam was the wife? Kim was the little girl, the 13-year-old. The 13-year-old, okay. That was my first guess. But. Um, and then Gaskin was indicted on contributing to the delinquency of a minor. You good? Yeah. You look confused. My ears just did a thing. It's fine. I thought you were surprised because I said delinquency correctly. No. It's like a no. <laughs> um, Neely cracked under pressure while he was waiting for the trial and showed the police Gaskin's private cemetery. Oh, shit. These hoes ain't loyal. These hoes ain't loyal. In the cemetery, they found the bodies of the following. Um, a person named Sellers, Judy, Howard, and Diane, which is the people who tried to blackmail him. Mm-hmm. Johnny Knight and Dennis Balmy, the two men who had, had attempted to rob him. Doreen Dempsey and her child and fetus. On April 27, 1976, Gaskin and Walter were charged with eight counts of murder. Um, on May 24th of the same year, a jury convicted Gaskin of the murder of Dennis Balmy, and he was sentenced to death. Okay. In an attempt to avoid additional death sentences, he later confessed to seven more murders. Okay. Um, in November of 1976, the Supreme Court ruled that the death penalty was unconstitutional, and his death sentence was converted to life with seven consecutive life sentences. In what state was this in? North Carolina. Okay. Um, but in 1978, the death penalty was reinsta- reinstated. But you can't just flip-flop on death sentences, so this didn't really matter yeah. to Donald. With that being said, Pee-wee was left unfaced until he was caught and found guilty for being paid to murder a fellow prisoner. The prisoner in question, his name is Rudolf Tyner. Rudolf Tyner had been on death row for murdering an elderly couple named Bill and Myrtle Moon. Bill and Myrtle Moon's son did not believe that um, Rudolf Tyner would ever make the um, death row. He would, like ever actually like, what do they call it? Completed death row? I don't know. They thought he would never be executed. Is what I was trying to say. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, Myrtle Moon's son hired Gaskins to murder Rudolf Tyner. Oh, so he's on death row. They're concerned that he's not gonna get executed. He's just gonna linger on death row. So they're like, hey, Gaskin. We need you. We need you to kill this guy. Um, Gaskin attempted to, like, poison him a few times. That didn't work. Um, oh, Gaskin? He's not on death row at this point. Gaskin, no, not on death row yet. Okay. He had attempted to, like, poison him. I think he had attempted at one point to, like, slit his throat or something. Yeah. Just like he did with the other guy. That didn't work, obviously. Eventually, he was, um, succeeded in blowing up Tyner with a radio that he had rigged with explosives. Dude. I saw this in a movie. Did you really? In a prison movie, yeah. Wait, 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 which prison movie? Uh, I can't remember. Sounds it's very familiar. pretty old. Doesn't it? I think Sean Penn might be in it. Yeah. It's like an old movie. And at it's the one end, of the only movies that I've seen. he just the shit out of this guy that's been fucking with him the whole movie, and then the movie just ends. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, he was dubbed the meanest man in America, and they gave Gaskin his death sentence back. Oh. That's so nice. That's so nice. Gaskin? Can we just, hold on, hold on. I, can we just stop, though, and, like, can we focus for just a brief second on the fact that he blew this motherfucker up with a radio? Yeah. That is crazy. In prison. Yeah. All right. Maybe he was a mechanic. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, Gaskin began confessing for other murders to avoid getting the electric chair, because he did not want to go out via electric chair. 
So wait, wait. If you have more murders, they're going to change the type of execution? I think he was trying to, like, either get his... Prolong the... Either prolong it or... I'll tell um, you where the bodies are if you don't kill me. Like, just take them back to, like, consecutive life sentences. He did not want to go out via, like, electric chair. I mean, of course. Who would want to? Who wants to? Um, so he started confessing to murders, right? Um, yeah. If these confessions were true, he would be considered the worst killer in South Carolina's history ever. Uh-huh. He admitted to the murder of a Peggy Cutno but prosecutors had already charged and sentenced a William Pierce to life in prison for that murder, so Gaskin's confession was rejected. Okay, because that makes sense, right? Like, I guess there wasn't enough evidence to actually, like... Maybe they had more evidence on the other guy? Yeah. Could have been just lazy, though. I mean, that tr- also. I need more information on this guy. I didn't look up that one very okay. much. Um, so, during his last month of his life, Gaskin worked on a book called Final Truth with author Wilton Earle. The book was published in 1993 and discussed murders and the bothersome feelings that Gaskin had felt throughout his life. On the day of his execution, Gaskin attempted to complete suicide in order to avoid the electric chair by cutting his own wrist. Okay. Um, It did not work. Gaskin was stitched up and placed in an electric chair with stitches in his arm and pronounced dead by electrocution on September 6, 1991 at 1.10 a.m. at the age of 58. Woof. Okay. Um, do you want to know what his last words were? Yes. I'll let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready to go. Okay. I think I've, I think I've read that on a list of, like, death row final words. I tried to find out what his last meal was, but I could not find it. Yeah? Man, I really want to know. Maybe it was nothing. Maybe he just, like, fucked up. It's like, can I have people? No. Okay, well, I don't want anything then. I'm good, thanks. Kentucky Fried Children. <laughs> So terrible. what would your last meal be if you... Oh, Alfredo. Really? Yeah. Alfredo? Yeah. Okay. I fucking love Alfredo. Mm. Thinking about Alfredo now. Yeah. Anyway, my mouth is like... <laughs> you want Alfredo yeah. now, huh? That's funny. <laughs> what would your last meal be? Man, I don't really know. Like, I would. it would probably be like something ridiculous. Like, I would want a lobster... And a bunch of fried chicken, but only the legs and the wings. And then probably some, like, I don't know, good potato salad. Mmm, potatoes. Or maybe, like, some watermelon or, like, chocolate-covered pretzels. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit. Um, I don't so. know, dude. For some reason, I'm thinking fried chicken, though. Especially if it was electric chair, because then it would just be ironic. Because I would like, eat fried chicken, and then I would I go would, be I would a, become fried chicken. I would become fried chicken. <laughs> Um, so, the real total of murders that Gaskin committed is unknown, as the information was never provided by many... Like, they never found a lot of the bodies, did you know, the elements. Yeah. Um, but one thing is known for certain is that Donald Peewee Gaskin was a psychopath and a sociopath who had no regards for human life. That's true. Ooh, also, sorry, a oh, pint of butter pecan ice cream. What cookies and cream ice cream? Anyway, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to make sure I got everything I needed (laughs) for my final meal. Um, So, I didn't know where to put some of this other information in the story, so I'm just going to spit it out for you right now. All right, let's hear it. Gaskin was suspected of at least 39 murders, so they know that much. 39? Right. 
That's pretty high, right? That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Okay. Um, whenever they asked him if he was sorry about killing anybody, he um, said that he felt sorry for murdering his 15-year-old niece and her friend. Mm-hmm. And another girl named Jessie Judy. Jessie Judy? Yeah, I didn't find out a lot about her, but okay. he was sorry. Um, sorry, Jessie. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to. My bad. I didn't mean to. So he said in regards to like how he felt about killing his niece, he said, I reckon really deep down when you get to the bottom of it, why you have a little feeling towards everybody regardless of what, going down deep, you get to thinking about it, why it still gets on your nerves and on your mind about it. Sounds like some dumb bullshit that some fucking crazy person would say <laughs> as a person who occasionally does have to talk to some crazy people. He said, um, they his, don't always be making sense. I read a, um, article that his lawyer had written, um, and said that he, like, when you talk to him, he was polite and everything, but he didn't have any remorse for killing most people. But that's kind of, like, par for the course with a lot of serial killers, right? They're, like, polite and charming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people said, not like a lot of people, um, I tried looking up, I actually did try looking up other podcasts, because when I searched, okay, this is how I got to find P.B. Gaskin. I typed in funny murder. There's no such thing about the funny murder. But I was trying to find, like, a lighthearted murder, which did not yield very many results. But then I saw this listicle, and it said, um, like, serial killers that you've never heard of. And it said Pee Wee Gaskins, and I was like... You're like, you're right, I've never heard of him. I have never heard which of Pee Wee Gaskins. Which is kind of a big thing for you. It is. Um, and I looked on Spotify, and I typed in Pee Wee Gaskin, and I found one podcast. It's like our the last podcast in the left. Did a, okay. Yeah, they did a couple of episodes That's a good on podcast. him. I haven't listened to him, so I should check him out one day. You absolutely should. I think I think they're probably up your alley. Yeah. So. And if I'm not mistaken, they kind of have like a similar blanket of oddities and macabreries that we do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I'll check them out after this because I didn't want to listen. And I don't know. I feel weird about it. But No, I understand. I was trying to see if any of the podcasts I had listened to had covered it, and I didn't see any that did. So that was interesting. Um, and, like, oh, my God, every fucking thing was just fucking wild. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster. Like, and from start to finish. we just scratched the surface, yeah, I there, imagine. There is so much more. I didn't know what, like... I haven't even had a chance to read his book yet. And apparently he goes into the, like, the graphic details of 15 other murders. Yeah, we definitely didn't want to go into graphic detail with this guy probably because it sounds like he did some fucked up shit. I left out some things that I was like, I'm not saying that. I cannot. I'll yeah. tell you after we finish recording, but I, I could not bear to like risk this being on someone's speaker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, welcome to Taco Bell. Can I take your order? And then he fucking ate her but it's yeah. probably worse than that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he ate her butt on a sandwich. It was a butt meat sandwich. You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a I'm a grown up. This is your twelve year old sentence. He ate her butt on a sandwich. It was a butt meat sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray for you. It sounds a little bit like a uh, girl from uh, Invader Zen, huh? <laughs> Yes, please pray for me. Yeah, so that's that. I hope I did my first serial killer justice. Yeah, dude. 
I promise the next one won't be that graphic or sad or. Well, I'm sitting here like the whole time, I'm just watching you tear up the whole time you're talking, and you can't hear it in your voice, but like I'm just I see the moisture. You can in just your like eyes. see how sad I get. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, I was waiting for it, but you know what? You didn't. Uh... I'm gonna cry after this. You did not burst into the tears I was expecting just from watching your face change slowly over the course of the podcast. Just like see my spirit break just like a little bit just more. like, God, what is on that screen over there that I can't see? Shit. You don't want to know. <laughs> so much. It takes a lot for me to get like. Yeah. Like affected. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Damn. I told you, Pee Wee Gaskin. Sounds fun. Not, not a, to not be that. confused with Pee Wee Herman. See, that's what I thought. It was going to be kind of funny like that. It was not funny like that. I love Pee Wee Herman. Mm. I'm not a big fan of Pee Wee Gaskin, just based on what I've learned oh, today. Oh, no. Not at all. And I had never heard of him before, either. Right? So, that's where we're at now. Well, that was good. Thank you. First serial killer on our Odd Pod podcast. First of many. And if you're listening to this, happy Oop Day. Happy Oop Day. Oop Day. <laughs> mow, 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 mow. We don't have that button, do we? No. It's not. There's no air horn. Pee Wee Gaskin. Pee Wee Gaskin. Anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope, hope you guys enjoyed sad. it. Anyway, thanks for listening again. Check out our website. We have a banner. Yeah, if you go to our website at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com, click on the sidebar. We got links to our Spotify. We got links to Stitcher, um, Instagram, personal Instagrams, Facebook, and DarrenCurtisMusic.com. And Darren emailed us back. Yeah. So the last time I made a, like a little joke about how I, Darren hadn't emailed me back, I sent him an email. Turns out he had emailed me back. I had completely missed it. Again, I was just joking, but still, it was nice. He emailed us back. It's a very nice guy. Um, you should check out his website. He makes awesome music. And he's and, very nice. And the website, Darren Music, DarrenCurtisMusic.com, is like music to use if you're a creator you can donate to him but even if you don't he creates like royalty free or um what's it called uh anyway he creates <laughs> like music for you're creators at me, like for an intern i'm just like <laughs> he creates music for creators to use in their projects check them out show them some love i hope you get to cozy up with your favorite drink today Yes. I hope you tip your baristas. I hope you're nice to your emergency personnel. I hope you can hear what Felicia is saying. I know. We are the Boneses. We are the Boneses and we, we are, are out. out.